What's going on, my fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches. So guys, today we're going to be talking about the concept of it's not me, it's we. This is fucking important. Or it's we, not me. However you guys want to spin it. Now, it's very funny. Right before we dive into be opening up here a little bit today, this is actually a video I sent you over two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, from Eric Thomas, because Brian and myself will randomly send podcasts to each other or YouTube videos or different things that we listen to that kind of like open our mind because me and him are both like a massive fan of like success motivation and success videos online. And I don't even think you listened to it, did you? Nope. No, I didn't even listen to it. So then he gave me a call this morning and what did you say? Let's dive into it. So this is going to be a little bit vulnerable for me. So I don't know how I'm going to react to this. So let's fucking just do it. So the other day I was laying on my couch and I was laying on my couch and I had just done like, I'm taking about 18,000 steps every single day now. I'm eating about 1,950 calories per day. I'm 23 days out from my fitness competition. I'm actually 22 days out now. And yesterday when I was writing it, I was 23. So I was sitting down, I was writing this like post for social media. It was actually right after my Mind in Your Masterclass. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Cole and I talked about is that on the Masterclass, I always learn from you. I'm like constantly learning from you. So one of the things that Cole like reaffirmed is he's like, you got to open up and you got to share about the pain that you're going through because pain makes you relatable to your audience. And so I was like sitting down writing this post and I was opening up and being vulnerable about where I'm at with my prep right now. And I was like, honestly, I'm like, it's like, I feel these emotions just like you guys do. Like, I'm like, I feel the frustration. I feel the fear. I feel the overwhelm. I was like, and I feel like I want to quit. And then I wrote out, but I'm built different. And then when I wrote that out, I was like, that doesn't feel right. I was like, and then I erased it. I was like, I'm not built different. I make different decisions. And then that like realization like clicked a bunch of things in my head. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I feel like for my literal entire life, I've had this like mentality where I built my life. Like I came from the trailer park. Like I built my success. Like I was the one that fucking got myself out of my addiction. Like I did all this shit. Like I'm like, I did that. That was me. And because I did that, I'm a fucking animal. I'm a fucking beast. I'm different than everybody else. I'm better than everybody else. I had this like mentality that like, and because I'm the only one that could get to this level of success, because I'm the only one that like did this shit, it was, I think it's limited my ability to coach people Mm. because I operated under this idea that like I'm built different. And if that is like the fundamental philosophy that I'm coaching from, then I won't be able to coach somebody to their full potential because I won't see in them what I see in myself. Like, it's like, I see myself as higher than or better than. And as a result, I'm not able to help somebody fully step into their power. Then I realized I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, everything I've done in my life, like I've always had this mentality of like, I built this PT domination, aesthetic nation. Even like you had to work with me on a lot of this for me to be like, it's we. Mm -hmm. It's like in the testimonial videos, it's like we. And it's almost like I didn't, it. I heard it, but it didn't click. And it really fucking clicked the other day. And not only with PT domination and aesthetic nation, because like I started aesthetic nation, but I didn't build it. We did. Mm-hmm. It's like we started PT domination and we built it. Mm-hmm. I was just on the front end and you were on the back end. And that same philosophy applies to literally fucking everything. And then I started thinking about my prep and I was like, holy fuck, I would literally be fat as hell if it wasn't for Kirsten. Straight up, that woman makes all of my meals, like four to six meals that I eat every single day or made by Kirsten. And then I actually like sat with this whole fucking idea and it fucked completely shattered my worldview and like my perception of reality on two levels. Number one, I'm not built different than you. I just make different decisions. And because I'm literally the exact same as you, 
we're cut from the same cloth. We're the same person. I feel fear. I feel insecurity. I feel self-doubt. I feel like I want to quit. I feel overwhelmed. I feel frustrated. I just make different decisions about what I'm going to do with those feelings. So that means that me and you are the same and there's nothing different than me and you. And I'm not going to separate myself from me and you like we're the same. And then PT domination, everything that we're doing inside of PT domination is like we, yes. and you've been saying that to me, mm -hmm. but it didn't actually fucking click until yesterday. Yo, that shit. Like when Brian called me this morning and he told me that and he broke it down, I was like, yo, that is a very like mature and deep revelation. And I was super proud of you for that. Cause it's like, it's a hard thing to actually realize and understand. And I feel like it clicked for me a little while ago, but it was due to the fact that I had a lot of things line up a certain way. Hmm. Like I didn't have the path to go down when I first started entrepreneurship and I wouldn't have had that path without you. Hmm. So it was very easy for me to fall into that. Like, did I do a lot of things on my own? Yes, of course. Did I do a lot of things because of my mentality? Yes, of course. But what I've been able to reach is the level of success that I've had today without you, without Julia, without the people around us. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. And every single video that I express this and you guys will hear it in podcasts, guest podcasts, which you've never even heard from me before. I'm like, you hear the people that have helped me reach the level and pinnacle that I'm currently at today, because I think it's very ignorant and very just misguided to think that self-made the term self-made is a real thing in every aspect of life you guys are not fucking self-made in anything that you do as soon as you come out of your mom's womb you are influenced by the world yeah you are influenced by your siblings you're influenced yeah. by your parents you're influenced by tv you're influenced yeah. by your friends neighbors people on the street so you need to look at it from a different perspective and it's been able to really click for me for a long time where Let's be real. Let's call a fucking spade a spade. When I joined Aesthetic Nation and we were deciding if I should quit my job and go all time online, Julia fronted our rent for three months. Hmm. And I've said that multiple times. Like Julia fronted our rent for three months. Now, again, I'm not saying it was the same amount of cost as our current home. And we lived in her parents' old apartment. So our rent was only around $650. But like that was a fucking big move. She's like, babe, I got you. Like, let's do it. Mm. I went all in and she fronted it. Without that, I would not have went full-time online. I would have still worked in that fucking job because I mm. wouldn't have been able to go full-time. Mm. It's like everything we do can be resulted back to we, not I. Dude, I even like, I'm just like tracing this like thought pattern, like as far back as it can take me and like where it actually originated. And I think that for me, the idea that like I built this and I'm going to do this myself came from when I didn't meet my dad yeah. when I was younger. And so when my mom wouldn't tell me who my dad was, I was like, fine, I'll fucking learn how to be a man by myself. Yes. I don't fucking need you. Yeah. And, but it's like, just because I felt rejected by my mom doesn't mean that I didn't have the support of my life. Like mm -hmm. my auntie literally took me in and raised me as her own son. Yeah. My grandma put up with my fucking bullshit when I was like eight years old and rambunctious and hated the world. She was just like, it's all good. Yeah. Do your thing. But that wasn't me. If she would have just kicked me out on the street, like me would have been fucking homeless. Yeah. So it's like, it was we. And I think that I, it like, it actually like, baffles me like how simple it is now that i see it it's a shattering belief it's fucking shat it fucked me up i was yeah. sitting i was literally i was all i was doing was writing a post i was writing a post <laughs> and i was like what the fuck just happened to me i literally felt yeah. like my world was just like completely flipped upside down my perception of reality and i called this podcast the death of my ego because i truly do think that when we're at like our rock bottom moments or where we're at like the moments where we are just feeling that intense amount of fucking self-doubt and fear and like holy fuck i'm gonna fail like that's when we need our people the most i agree straight up like the other day last night i, I think i told you this i did tell you this yep. on the phone yesterday like yesterday was the first day in my prep i've like actually like contemplated quitting i was like holy fuck like i like 
I'm fucking dying right now. Like, I'm like, this is not fun at all. Mm-hmm. And that was when, and like, of course, to be self-made, I'd be like, fuck everybody. I got this shit. I don't need fucking anybody. I'm a beast. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead, like the more productive approach that actually helped a lot was going up to Kirsten. I'm like, I fucking need you right now. Like, I'm really fucking struggling. Like, I'm like, I need, like, I need you right now. Mm-hmm. I called you too. Yep. I was like, I'm fucking struggling. This is like the first time in my prep I'm struggling. And I think that the whole mentality of self-made, I now realize, and you know, it's funny that as you mature, you just kind of realize like some of the shit that comes out of your mouth, you're like, I don't agree with that statement, Mm -hmm. which I actually think is a good thing. Like if you look back seven years ago and you agree with everything that came out of your mouth, that means you haven't grown. Yes. So it's like the whole mentality of being self-made for me, I realize how much it actually limited my mindset. And I wish I would have realized it sooner, but here we are. But I want to share it with you because if you have the mentality that you're going to do everything yourself, and this is for anybody then you're going to limit your growth potential because you're going to try to figure shit out that could be figured out in like one-tenth of the time if you just ask for help. Mm -hmm. And you're going to struggle and you're going to be suffering in silence and you're going to be like, I can do this by myself. But like literally all it would take is for you to like be humble enough to be like, I can't do this myself. I need my community and I'm going to reach out for help. It's literally that easy. And this is the thing. Like I, if you guys have ever followed my content creation path on podcasts, on TikTok, on Instagram, pretty much anywhere, you guys all know that I don't enjoy utilizing the word humble. Now, is it because I disagree with the actual terminology and ideology of the word humble or humility? No, it's just because I don't really like the definition of it. I think it's ridiculous in how it's literally lowering your self-worth. I don't like that. But at the end of the day, you need to learn how to embrace humility. You need some sort of check from time to time to be fucking humble because to be humble is to take a step back and learn how to ask for help. Learn and know that you don't actually have all of the fucking answers to everything. If you guys don't think that you can learn in order to better your life right now, you're going to be stuck in the same place for the rest of your fucking life. I was telling Brian about this this morning after we had that little conversation. Eric Thomas is an individual that I listen to every day, all right? And there's a couple of reasons. Number one, I want to be bigger than him. And it's just the way of me like cementing it into the fucking universe. But also number two, like I want to learn and I don't really learn well by the traditional method of let's stare at a fucking screen. I learn more from learning, listening, absorbing people's words online. One thing that he said really sunk in, he was doing a speech to a college and he said, and it was the video I sent to Brian that he didn't actually end up watching, which fucking, again, it was just crazy that this realization happened. He was talking about how it's not me, it's we. He's like, you guys see the content that I produce on a daily basis that has helped me build the best number one motivational coaching thing on the planet. I have become the number one motivational coach on the fucking planet. And he's like, when I produce a video, 30 people touch that fucking video before it even airs, before anybody else sees it. He's like, you think I've become this big, be able to charge $250,000 for a stage appearance if I wasn't doing it the way that I'm doing it right now, if I was trying to do it all myself? He's like, you guys are fucking crazy. He's like, 30 people touch my content before it even sees the light of day. It has to go through 30 different stages, all right? Different approval radiuses, different people checking off on it before it even sees the light of day. He's like, this is not me, it's we. He's like, me quits, we push through, we stay strong. We rally when we're fucking tired. Me quit. Mm. That's literally the mentality. Because let's be real, guys. When have you been in your house, exhausted, frustrated? How many times slash when have you been in your house, frustrated, exhausted, all right, knowing that you need to do something, you have nobody around you, and then you just don't do it, right? Yeah, I agree. And I also, I want to reach out to my clients that are listening to this right now, our clients that are listening to this right now. I want to reach out to our clients. If you're listening to this right now, you've like, been struggling and then you reached out to the change Ives academy and you got the support that you needed 
drop some fire and let yeah. us know. That is what we're talking about here. It's like we are not islands. And I like this is honestly, we're, I'm going to be fully transparent. This is something that me and Cole both still struggle with. Mm-hmm. And like having the realization is only the gateway to make a better decision moving forward for how I perceive the world. Like having the realization, it's not like, oh, have the realization. Now my ego's dead and that's it. <laughs> it's like, no, when you have the realization that you're overweight, that's just the gateway for you to start doing the work that will help you lose the weight. It's yes. the same thing with your mindset. Yes. So it's like, if you're in the academy or you're in the mastermind and you've ever reached out for support and you got the support you needed, let us know because that's what the community is about. That's what we're, that's what we're about. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's important to like, understand that like the type of business that me and you want to build, like Cole and I don't want to build a business where we're like self-made and we're doing everything our way and everything's oh, great. I'm trying to build a business that impacts billions of people. Yeah. Like I want to create a business that like lasts forever. Like I want to be the gold standard. Like if we think about like precision nutrition or international sports and sciences association, like those guys are like, we're talking like, we're like in the like $500 million a year impacting hundreds of thousands of trainers that are in their program. Like that's where I see PT domination going. Yes. Think about how much work that would take for one person to you, do. You can't. I know. You that's, physically could not fucking do that's, that shit. That's exactly it. So like in order for PT domination to get to the level that we want to get to, the level of impact that we want to have, well, two things. Number one, we can't just care about ourselves no. because if we don't care about our clients and we're not actively trying to get them better results and we're not actively trying to build the community, then they're not going to stick around. They're not going to get results and they're not going to want to work with us. And the second thing with our team, which I'm super excited about what we're doing with our team now, mm-hmm. with our team, if our team isn't bought into the like, your team isn't going to buy into a philosophy where it's you, you're the coach, mm. you're the mentor, mm. and everybody else is just second servings. Yep. It's like they're going to buy into philosophy where everybody's working together collectively for one common purpose, yep. and one common vision. Like that's what's going to build an actual business. Mm-hmm. And that's something we've been working on all year and like trying to level up the team and the environment. And that's, I feel like that's like in order to build a big business, like something that actually goes big, like you can't do it solo. Not at all. Iron Energy Gym. There's no way me and you would be able to run Iron Energy. I'm going to call a spade a spade. And I will be very blunt when I say this. And I haven't said this out loud. If it wasn't for Christy, I would have sold that fucking gym already. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, guys, that gym has made me and Brian no money. If anything, it's just been a money pit that we've just dumped into. It's fucking amazing. I absolutely love it. Me too. But if it wasn't for the team that we fucking have, it would not be there. I agree. Because we could not do everything our fucking selves. And let's be real. It's second fucking thought right now. PT Domination is the fucking head. If it wasn't for PT Dom, that gym wouldn't even be a thing. Exactly. It wouldn't even have been bought. It would not be here today. And it would have not existed. Yeah. Without our fucking main business, this thing would be not here. So if it wasn't for the team, we wouldn't have the facility right now. The point is you guys got to start looking at life through we, not me. Me is only going to get you so fucking far. We. We is the thing that's going to change your goddamn life. And it does not need to be a massive group of people. You guys always hear me regurgitate that saying, I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. And the reason why I love that saying so much is because, number one, it triggers a lot of people. They're like, it equals the same amount, you idiot. And it makes me laugh. But number two, the reason why I love it so much is because it's very true to my life. I literally can count the amount of close people to me. And I mean, like, know my pains, my emotion my actual thought pattern on one hand same and i would not have it any other way and the reason why is because number one it's exhausting to try to express an above to that many people but number two it also gets distracting dude i want to touch on that you guys and this is important okay because we're talking about we we're talking about community we're talking about like and i think that this is where i'm glad we're having this discussion because Mm -hmm. 
we need to talk about how like my ego did have like a death. Like I actually feel like there's a part of me that legit died. And We're going to go like, deep into that. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's an ego death, but I also like, I don't know if the word I want to use is ego, but you need to be audacious enough to believe that you are the very best. Yeah. Because like that audacity is what's going to get you to like stay in the arena for one more round when you're exhausted, when you want to give up, when you want to quit, like you need to have the audacity that you are the very best. So that's on the ego side, but on the, the we side, I think it's like, yeah, I think you need to be selective with who your we is. Yes. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. And the the reason I think you need to be selective with who your we is is because not everybody has their best intention, your best intentions in mind, Mm -hmm. right? It's like everybody wants to see you do well, but nobody wants to see you do better than them. And so oftentimes, like the reason I only have people that I can count on my one hand that I open up to that I actually share my emotions with is because not a lot of people understand that, you know, like they're not willing to see and understand and see, like believe in my vision because they don't believe in themselves. Mm. And it's not like they're bad people, but if I go have a conversation with, you know, my mom about how I'm going to be bigger than Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm going to like Brian Mark, my name, my brand, my staple, like what, by the time I die, like my impact is going to be that level. If I have a conversation with my mom about that, she's just not going to see that. And so I'm not going to share my vision or I'm not going to share my dreams with everybody, but I am going to share it with the people that are around me that I trust, like Mm -hmm. Cole, I am going to find a mentor that's at a higher level than me. And I'm going to share that vision with him so that he can help me collaborate on that and help me see it and help me believe in it. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, yeah, you got to be like, you do have to have like, we is super important. And you also, I think you do have to be selective with your we. I do agree wholeheartedly. It's been something that took me a while to figure out at the very beginning through my years as an iron worker, through my years, through a regular employment, through my years of thinking that drinking and drugs and partying was the thing that I needed to do in order to see success in my fucking life. And then I just pivoted my focus. And when I became an entrepreneur, I realized very quickly that you can always move farther with a team. It's something that I feel like a lot of individuals don't lean into. And it's because they aren't selective with their we. Mm. They want everybody that they know, all the high school friends, all the fucking family that doesn't have their best intentions at heart to come with them. So they're like, well, I know it's not me, it's we, but not really because you want to be the me at the top of the we. And that's another conversation I want to dive into right now. And I want to ask you about your ego in a second because be selective with your we, okay? That's one statement that we're breaking down today. It's we, not me, but it's also not me at the head of we. And this is where a lot of you guys fuck Mm. up, right? When we all go to dinner, we're all fucking even. Everybody, all right? There's not a head honcho. And even when I go to dinner with my family who might not have a lot of money, I don't try to go in there flexing like I'm the fucking boss of the entire thing. You guys got to stop trying to be the me of the we. You have your we circle. You have your five friends. You have your collective group that you're going to take over the world with. But then you choose to flex and be the big dog around them without allowing them to see the fucking light. Then you need to change that attitude up or sooner than later, you're not going to have that collective we anymore. You're going to be back on me and me is going to quit eventually. You know who I learned that from? Mm. The muscle. Mm. 
Dude, so like Keaton Hoskins, the muscle, super stoked about that. I'm going to be speaking at his event in Utah. By the way, guys, I'm just going to shamelessly plug it. Yo, I'm, I'm amped to go to that event. You're going to meet Eric Thomas in person. I'm super amped about that so, event. So thelimitlessarena.com. Me and Cole are going to be there. If you guys want to meet me and Cole in person, go to thelimitlessarena.com and purchase a ticket. It's in Salt Lake City, Utah. You guys are not going to want to miss out. It's going to be absolutely Crazy, incredible. Bro. That's a shameless plug. But I learned that from the muscle because when I went to his house in Utah, bro, like I'm telling you, there was like 15 people there and I was one of the 15 people that got invited, which I was like, holy crap, like I can't believe I'm in this room right now, mm -hmm. you know, but it's because I've been working on my self-development and then the universe is like, here's an opportunity. But when I was at that house, the muscle lives in a mansion on the top of a mountain. He's got four helicopters that he owns. He bought, he bought like a Ford Raptor to race it against his Lamborghini. Yaris. I saw like, that. It made me laugh. My he's ass just off. like that guy. Like, yeah. He's like on that level. And when I went to his house, he didn't, he wasn't like. Come look at this fucking helicopter, dog. Yeah. Come look at my fucking Ford Raptor. Jeep. Yes, dude. He was like, how are you? How was your day? What are you working on right now? Yes. Tell me more about you. Do you want some food? I'm cooking some food right now. Can I grab you some food? You need some water? You want a drink? Is there anything I can do for you? Cool, man. Well, enjoy. Have fun. My house is your house. If you need anything, let me know. Yes, dude. I'm like, I was like, what the fuck? I looked at Kirsten. I'm like, this is the coolest fucking guy I've ever met in my whole fucking life. But it's also no ego. Yeah. He's just like. like it's, it's audacious enough to know his level of success and know his worth without allowing the dark side of the ego to come with it and that's that's that i think you just nailed it it's that's the it. dark side of the ego yes like again guys there's no way that cole de silva gets to the level that he gets to on social media with a 100 believing in his message to the point where he's yes. willing to block out everybody's opinion but cole doesn't come over to my house on a daily basis and be like look at another million views bitch no you're still at fucking 10k bitch <laughs> he doesn't do that because he knows yes it's a knowing it's like and I almost think that like you can call that that's so fucked up that so many people call it ego though because I almost think that's like that's just self confidence, and because there's a very fine line between arrogance and confidence yeah. or cockiness and confidence, and yeah. a lot of people don't understand the difference due to the fact that let's be real, there's a lot of fakers in this world and there's a lot of flexors in this world that yeah. don't actually have true intentions at heart. But also on the flip side, there's a lot of people that don't understand how to accept confidence from another individual due to their own insecurities. And I think you just nailed it. I was thinking it's like a deep seated insecurity. Yeah. It's like a deep seated insecurity. So even if like I'm going viral and everything's popping, the reason I need to flex it in your face is because I'm deeply insecure that I'm not worthy. Yes. But this is showing that I'm worthy. So I need to show everybody that I know that I have this. Yep. Because if everybody can see this, then everybody will validate my sense of self-worth. It might make me forget about the deep sense of insecurity that I feel on the inside. Well, it's, it's, you can also trace it back to like when people buy nice things or buy like flashy clothing and more where I'm like, you, you'll hear all like the top speakers, right? Who are like, don't spend your money. And I'm like, okay, calm down, Gary Vee. Like, I love you, but like, I want to spend some fucking money. All right. Like, yeah. leave me alone. But at the same time, you don't see me wearing my Gucci backpack and my Gucci duffel bag in every single fucking video I do mm. because I didn't buy it for the social media. I didn't buy it for the clout. Mm. My name is going to be bigger than what Gucci can make my name like. Yeah. 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 yeah all right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to fucking wear Ocho Cinco did this in a podcast. He broke this down. Ocho Cinco's like, I don't fly first class. He's like, I don't drive any of these fucking fancy cars. He's like, I don't fucking buy any designer clothing. Jordans, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not spending $500 in a pair of shoes. He's like, show me one brand that's bigger than the name Ocho Cinco. <laughs> and I was like, touche. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, self-confidence yeah, 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 yeah. and internal power on the good side of ego without leaning into the dark, yeah. saying like, I need to flex and try to act a certain way. But again, it's about being confident in yourself without being so arrogant that you say that you're better than everybody else and without actually believing in your heart that you did it by yourself yes guys because you didn't you fucking didn't show me one successful person 
on this planet that has done everything themselves. You can't. You physically it's, can't. It, you, you can't. It's like Gary Vee. Impossible. He did not do him by himself. If his dad didn't give him the wine business, he wouldn't have had the opportunity. He wouldn't have had the end. Nope. It's like Alex Ramosi. Same thing. He had multiple mentors that literally took him in. We had nothing. He talks in a podcast. He talks about how his wife, Layla, literally like he had absolutely fucking nothing. He told his wife to leave him. He's like, leave me. I'm that fucking, shit fucking hit. It's like, leave yep. me. I'm going to go. I'm going broke and I don't want to. I'm a sinking ship. I don't want you to don't want to take you with me. And she was like, I'd sleep underneath the bridge with you if I had to. Yeah, bro. And it's like that's like for me, it's like my grandma, the drug addiction. Mm -hmm. And my grandma didn't take me in when I was heavily addicted to drugs and she didn't like hold my hand and read the Bible with me and cry with me. There's no fucking way I'd be the Brian Mark that I am today. Dude, who knows where the fuck I'd be? Because guys, you know that I left my house at 14 and I talk about it openly that it wasn't like I got thrown out of my house and I could never come back. I just kept trying to not come back because of how much myself and my parents fought. We literally talked about this when my parents came over a couple of weeks ago because we've actually started to rekindle the relationship in a big way. But if it wasn't for my homies back in the day, like Ryan Manduka, Matthew Beardy, Jared Kelly, all right, like if they hear me, they know I got like literal love into the death of me for them. Dude, Ryan's mom treated me like i was her son like mm -hmm. we would fight me and his mom would fight like i was her goddamn son because yeah. i was there so much yeah. like fucking weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks on end like there are people that i will attribute my growth always to always mm -hmm. because through the lessons through the experiences we have when i was younger it molded me into the man that i am today even the bad ones mm -hmm. even, even the, the fucking bad I, ones I man even the darkest most fucked up memories I that i refuse to share with you guys because of what it would do to the individual if I allowed that to come to light. Those things, those fucking things molded me into the individual that you see today. Dude, and I even think that this is so important to talk about because I think that so many people, and this is something that I've you know actively been working on and I'm working on more and more and more. And this is something that's really helped me unlock a new level of success is you know part of hitting the next level is letting go of the levels that are holding you back. Mm -hmm. And it's like in order to like raise yourself to a level where you're able to ascend and attract abundance and you're like vibrating this like high frequency. And when people meet you, they're like, holy fuck, you got like this magnetic energy. In order to have that, you need to let go of all the energies that aren't magnetic, that mm -hmm. are like that repel people. And those energies are like shame, guilt, anger, frustration, fear, resentment. And so I think for me, it's like a lot of the memories that I used to have around, you know, the bad memories, whether that be like, I just talked about this on my YouTube Again, shameless plug, Brian Mark YouTube. <laughs> but I just like one of the biggest breakups that I ever had in my entire life that literally shattered my fucking world. Like I literally felt like I was going to die. Like mm -hmm. I felt like there was knives being stabbed through my fucking chest. That breakup shaped me and allowed me to become the man that I am today. And I'm not saying that I would like go down the street and I'd have this like, I would have this happy go lucky conversation with this person. But I definitely 100% am grateful for that experience. Yeah. Because without that experience, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. Dude, I literally did a video on this and I talked about how forgiveness is the path of success. Forgiveness is your path of success. Forgiveness is the path you need to take in order to succeed in life and reach the next level. If you don't learn how to forgive people, if you don't learn how to I'll let go of the shit that fucking popped up in the past, you are never going to grow into the individual you want to become. Mm. It's just not going to fucking happen. Mm. All right. Like self-actualization. Wes talks about, Bedros talks about, Eric Thomas talks about. And then they talk with the frequency chart and you just nailed like 90% of the low frequency statements. Eric, all right? Like, like it, fucking shame, shame guilt, fucking guilt resentment, all of that stuff is low frequency statements, yes. low frequency states that you need to learn how to let go of if you want to reach the next level. And it's like all the people that are so angry at the people that wronged them. It's like, dude, again, this is, I'm not perfect. I still Yo, do this. I was there. I still do this yeah. to this day. 
I'll still like me and Kirsten will have a conversation about a person or a situation that happened. And I'm literally like, I literally have to be like, this emotion is not productive and I'm choosing to let it go. Mm -hmm. And I like have to like work through it. Like, but it's like by working through these emotions and like, and again, we're, we're talking about we, it's like, like, obviously I think this podcast, we really talked about how, you know, we're giving people credit where it's due. Yeah. And some of the people that we need to give credit where it's due are the people that like, quote unquote, fucked us over. Yeah. That's like the ultimate version of like, oh, I was actually like, I am a product of all of it. Like I'm a product of the good people that took me in. I'm also a product of the people that like, quote unquote, screwed me over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I might not like be homies with them the next time I see them, but I'm grateful for the experience Yep, because it shaped me and allowed me to be the man that I am today. I wrote a post about that. I was mm-hmm. like, after my family came and stayed here for like three or four days, which was a very enlightening experience. I expressed how we used to fight all the time and it used to be very hard for us to be around each other. And even to this day, like there's still some things that we don't express and we don't talk about because it's just better. Because just like we spoke about earlier, you don't need to share and talk about everything because it'll just send you down a dark path. I've grown like a lot and I've let go of a lot of the resentment and pain and frustration that I used to have. And it was just fun, Mm. which is weird. It was a very weird feeling to be able to express and absorb, which might sound weird to you guys that it was weird for me to just have fun with my family. But that was a hard thing for a very long time, Mm. like a very fucking long time. Where there was no fun, there was no like happiness, there was just anger and resentment and fighting, but I let go of it. And again, it was because of that realization. Mm. I even had a conversation with you probably like a year and a half ago about that. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I told you that as much as I was angry at my parents and angry at my surroundings when I was younger, I started to change up the conversation in my mind around I'm now going to thank them because without those bad experiences, I wouldn't be me. Mm. Without the negative experiences that I dealt with when I was a kid, I wouldn't be the individual sitting in front of you, speaking, expressing, inspiring, motivating, and growing. Hmm. And it's very important. It's about we. Guys, you would not be where you are today without collective we. And you will not grow into the individual you want to become without a collective we. It's very fucking easy to understand, but it's very hard to embrace. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Wow. Well, that was powerful. How does it feel to... uh step out on the other side and be like holy fuck i think that as, as, to be honest like how i honestly feel i'm like man i got so much work to do <laughs> that's how it feels what i'm like i got that, so much work to do what do you mean by that though well because like having the realization it's like when you realize that the perception of the world that you have this is true for me and maybe it's true for you guys when i realize that the perception that i've been operating at fundamentally like the core belief that i have has literally shaped every thing that I do and it's how I speak it's how I communicate it's how I operate I have to consciously catch myself now when I'm saying like I did in the middle of this podcast Mm -hmm. it's like my clients are clients that's the work right it's like the work is like changing my language it's like so there's who here has heard of the four levels of competence have you heard this Mm -hmm. so there's unconsciously incompetent which means you don't know what you don't know yeah there's consciously incompetent which means you know what you don't know Mm. but you're still doing it wrong then there's conscious competence which Mm -hmm. means when I focus on it I do the right thing. And then there's unconsciously competent, which means I don't have to focus on it anymore. And I just do it automatically. Mm. So it's like, I went from unconscious incompetence. Like I didn't even know what I didn't even know to now I'm like consciously incompetent. Like I know what I need to do, but I'm still doing it wrong sometimes. Mm. So then it's like consciously competent means like I'm, I'm going to focus on using we in every single situation that I possibly can and catching myself every time I say it so that I can get to a level of unconscious competence which means i will do it without even thinking about it i really like that you guys should make sure you write that down it's so that's a very powerful statement so that's that's the work that's how i feel I'm like okay i got a lot of work to do Touché. but i feel good 
I'm like, but I feel good. What sparked it though? Like, was there an individual thing that you heard in the past? Was there something that happened this week or was it literally just something changed in your brain and rewired as you were writing and expressing? I was literally, here's what sparked it. I was like at rock bottom. That's like, this was yesterday was the rock bottom of my prep for sure. Mm -hmm. The hardest day I've ever had on prep, like ever, I think. Like I've had some hard days, but for some reason yesterday just hit me like a fucking bus, bro. Explain how you felt because a lot of people don't understand. Shattered. Prep. Like I was like, literally, I was like, I was laying on the couch and I was like, I do not know if I'm going to be able to finish this contest prep. Mm. Like I was like, I just refilmed every single video in the Change Jobs Academy that I was responsible for. I'm like, I'm 23 days out from my fitness competition. And I feel like I like it was in my head about how my body was responding. Mm. I had just taken 17,000 steps, had another thousand. And I was like, fucking gassed mm -hmm. i had one more meal left and i literally couldn't imagine leaving the couch to eat my next meal i looked at my schedule for today and i was like oh my god i'm like i'm like already so tired how am i gonna do tomorrow and i was just laying there on the couch and i was like how in the fuck am i gonna get up from this fucking couch and then as i was sitting there i was just like i need to make a post on social media because i committed to being so good on social media so i'm like opening up my fucking phone and i'm just like writing out this post and i was just like almost like annoyed i was like writing this post and i wrote out the sentence and i've uh, this is the hardest day of my prep so far. I'm really struggling. You know, I feel like I want to quit. I feel like I want to give up, but I'm built different. And then when I said I'm built different, it was like, I'm not built different. And then I pressed backspace, 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 backspace. And I was like, I'm built the same as you. I just make different decisions. Mm. And that felt more right in the moment. And then that just like unraveled. That's cool. Everything else. I like that. So guys, the reason why I wanted you to express that and the reason why I wanted you to share that is because like ending off this video, ending off this podcast, ending off this breakdown, it's very important to be aware of the language that you are utilizing and how it makes you feel. Because a lot of us will express how we feel. A lot of us will break it down either in a post or on a live stream or to a partner or to a friend or to a confidant that we rely on. And we know it doesn't sit right, but mm. a lot of people don't allow themselves to dive into those feelings. Mm. So they'll say something and it doesn't sit in their soul right. It almost makes them feel like they're going to puke or something's in the bottom of their throat, but they won't explore it. They'll just move through it, focus on the next thing because it's uncomfortable. Mm. The fact that you did, that's a big move. I think it was because I was in a, I was like already in a dark place. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm already in a dark place. May as well explore it down here. <laughs> I'm already in the dark, son. Let's just fucking pat around yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. All right, guys. Hopefully, you guys got some value from today's podcast. Where do they find you, dog? YouTube, TikTok, fucking everything. Cool news to sell. You guys know what is that or the Wake Up with the Wolf podcast. What about you? Bam. The Real Brian Mark on Instagram. The Change Lives Make Money on the Trainer podcast on Apple or Spotify or Brian Mark on YouTube. Let's go. Peace. Peace, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10K on Instagram at TheRealBrianMark for more information and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you grow an online coaching business.